Please be seated. Hi. You already are seated at home, right? So welcome to our live stream mass as we celebrate here at St. Mary's. We're all connected in the mystical body of Christ. So just to be aware of that, be encouraged by the fact that we are together in him. And that's in many ways what we're celebrating today. You may have noticed that the color has changed a little bit. I'm wearing rose, a pink type of color today. This is done during the season of Lent in the fourth Sunday. It's also done in the season of Advent on the third Sunday. It is a way of reminding us that there is hope that everything that we are desiring to reach in the coming solemnity is near at hand. It is a sign for us of encouragement. And so this uh, day is called Laetare Sunday. That comes from the opening antiphon that Larita sang for us as we began Mass today. Rejoice, Jerusalem. Laetare. Father Greg told me a joke, so I'm going to share it with you. If you don't think it's funny, it's his fault. And, uh, and he said, you know, how are people doing now on their Lenten resolutions? And uh, if you haven't started yet, better Laetare than never, right? Okay, at least a few people here laughed, so I hope that you're smiling as well. So it means that we're beyond halfway through Lent. Isn't it true, though, that our Lent has changed very much? Within the last week, we have to now look at it differently and see it differently. There are some things that are in this gospel today that are meant to help us and to refocus our Lent as we go forward. This gospel today, the healing of the man born blind, is a lived-out parable of sorts. You know that Jesus teaches parables in which he uses various imagery that the people would be familiar with, and it's communicating something more theological and profound about himself or about the kingdom. Here Jesus is interacting actually and truly with a particular human being, and in so doing so, there are deeper theological meanings that are also being revealed and brought to light. I hope that you're able to see in this particular passage that there is a major theme of light and of seeing, of knowing and not knowing, that within this there is a progression, a movement in the healing, that not only is the man born blind healed and given sight, but most of all, he receives the most important healing of all, and that is he comes to greater faith in Jesus. Notice the progression as you perhaps even go back and look at this gospel today. First, when asked about who healed him, he says, it's the man named Jesus. Next, he says, he is a prophet. And notice the progression here. And then, in the confrontation with the Pharisees, he says, do you want to be his disciple also? From a man to a prophet to someone who is worth following. He will then go on to say that he is 
truly from God. And then lastly, in meeting Jesus himself again, he says, I do believe, Lord. Domino. Lord. There is a, a growing, a movement in faith. The man who has received physical sight throughout this lived out parable is also receiving spiritual sight as the story unfolds before us. During these days, we might be tempted to perhaps kind of see and look at only the negative or the darkness that is around us. And yet here, at the occasion of the darkness of uncertainty, the darkness of fear that we might be experiencing during our concerns about the virus outbreak and what will happen next, there is the opportunity to be able to contemplate Christ and to encounter him. And that encountering him, things can be different. Then, in fact, we can begin to see more, not less, if we meet Jesus during this time. Have you wondered why Jesus used clay and saliva today in the gospel? He doesn't have to, right? You know, Jesus, if he wants to heal somebody, you know, done. It's like he just has to think about it, wink, and it's done. But he does something. He uses mud and saliva. <laughs> Imagine that being put on your eyes. That's just probably pretty gross, right? But he's doing this. He says, go and wash in the pool called Siloam. Now, there's something important there. Siloam in Hebrew means one cent. Okay. Let's go deeper. Who is the one cent? Jesus. So, in many ways, this is asking the question, what happens when we are washed in the one cent in Jesus? Now, we can uh, think theologically that in doing so, Jesus is setting up an example of how he uses physical things in regards to the sacraments that will unfold in the life of the church. And this is true, that just as he did this with clay and saliva, so also we use water in baptism, we use oil in confirmation and anointing of the sick, we use physical things to allow ourselves to appreciate very deeply and really the true invisible reality that is occurring to us in a sacrament. But I think there's another human reason why Jesus does this today. But the man goes to the pool and he's got mud all over his eyes. He is blind, unable to see, and he washes in this pool. And when he opens his eyes and he sees for the first time, what does he see? He sees himself truly as he is for the first time in his life. 
I'd like to propose to you that when we go and we wash in the one who is sent, Jesus, he desires for us to see truly as we truly are, to see ourselves in him, to see things differently. You might say that last Sunday was the intersection between God's thirst and ours. The woman at the well, remember Jesus says, I thirst. And the woman says, give me this water always. This Sunday is about the intersection of God's vision and our vision. That he wants us to be able to see differently. And just as he said at the anointing of David in the first reading from the Old Testament, the anointing of David, he is left in the fields and Samuel looks at all the sons and says, it's not him. And they bring in David and he reminds us that God sees differently. He sees into the heart. And so in these days, in which we might physically see and be aware of darkness around us, uncertainty of the future, worry about our situation, there is an opportunity to let our seeing meet the seeing of God and then to see ourselves differently. So to go to the one sent, Jesus, will allow for a transformation in this time. And the invitation is to let yourself progress in greater faith during this time. Do not be unbelieving, but believe that placed before us in this time and the occasion of the coronavirus is also an opportunity to be able to meet the Lord, to bring him our blindness, not only of our current situation, but every area of blindness in our life, that of our sinfulness, that of our doubt, and to bring to him who we are that we might see ourselves truly for the first time. I think this is what Jesus, or rather what uh, St. John Paul II loves about this quote from the Second Vatican Council, Jesus Christ in revealing, bringing to light, the Father brings to light, reveals man to himself, and brings to light his most high calling. Jesus invites you now not to compensate, but to contemplate. Not to compensate for what you fear is going to be taken away, or to be stuck in worry, but to contemplate, to look to him. Not to look at your own ability to walk on water, but to look at Jesus and then be walking on the water. Not to con compensate, but to contemplate the one sent. So I invite you today as you are marking the Sabbath at home, there is the opportunity, just as 2,000 years ago, a man born blind began to see himself differently and truly and rightly for the first time ever in his life. That that might be an occasion for you today.
to go to the one sent, to look and to see and to believe, and to see yourself perhaps truly for the first time. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and giga.